Hello everyone. I apologize about this episode being late. As you'll be able to tell, there are some technical issues with the audio in certain parts of the episode. Everyone on the cast will be working to improve the quality of the future episodes so that we don't run into these issues again. And with that, here's the episode. All right. So welcome to TSA, Destiny Lore Chat. Uh, today is episode five and recorded on December 8th. 2018. Last podcast of 2018. I'm Mrs. Hyven. I am Is that like a I I am Elmist or I am Elmist? Because I mean, technically, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is Hyven. Okay. So what is our topic, topic tonight? Is a. Uh, I'm getting there. Give me a minute. This is my first time introducing. All right. Getting the feel for it. Our topic tonight is uh, Ghost Stories Part 3, and we're going to be looking at the serious ones. So, not as depressing as Week 1, not as funny as Week 2, but definitely some good stuff. And Somewhere I swear in the middle, eventually, I was going to say, I swear eventually we'll figure out who's supposed to introduce their names first. Such a simple yeah, thing. Right? I always forget to figure that out before we start. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a pretty easy conversation to have. We should probably do it. Next time, next time. Never, we exactly. never think of the easy stuff. New year, new us. We'll figure it out, right? <laughs> right, that's right. New year's resolutions right there. <laughs> <laughs> Be more organized on the podcast. Say my name so people can hear it. Yeah, right. Alrighty. So you guys want to just jump right into the first one then? Sounds good to me. Why not? Alrighty. Our first one, I shall read it. It's uh, titled Pressure. She was the first ghost to arrive, but it wasn't long until there were dozens of them, gaining every pile of debris that remained of Tower North. They came in search of the one who guided their journeys, the one who once spoke for the traveler. He called me Dejana. Before I met him, I did not know what to call myself. She was speaking to a red-shelled one, who hovered where the speaker once studied the light. His eyes were ever fixed on the new brilliance of the living traveler. He called me Anwar. You never found yours either, did you? No. Your journey had spanned centuries, on Earth, the Moon, and Venus. But she never unearthed a single soul she felt worthy of the light. I used to think it was me. Perhaps I was too picky. But he assured me, humanity was vast. The gift of the light must be deserved. And it was better to be thorough than to end up with someone too weak to bear the burden. Or worse, misuse it. He at least made me feel useful. I put my search on hold and served him as a cartographer. You? Deconstructionist. Anwar paused, drifted a few feet towards the luminous living traveler. Dejana, can you feel it? Dejana followed Anwar's gaze up to the traveler. Feel what? The pressure. I like that. I like that cartoon. It's just, it's talking about how they can feel the light from the traveler, but the way they said it, it, it's just, it's really elegantly crafted card. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
from what I've got from this one, this would be at the time after the Traveler has basically come back to life after the Red War. Uh, just based off of stuff we see about, you know, these, these basically they're hovering where the Speaker once studied the light. I just imagine them sitting in his old observatory, just staring off at the Traveler. Well, and that brings a, a question to me, actually, because mm-hmm. they, the tower where the speaker's observatory was, is damaged, like it's yeah. completely evicted. True, but you know these ghosts so, would. I'm guessing they could go wherever the heck they want since they don't have guardians. And that's where they would have used to work, because these are the ghosts who were part of the uh, the network. Basically, they worked for the speaker because they never had guardians. So, I kind of imagine them after you know the war, basically calmed down, heading back to where they once worked, where they once worked with the speaker, and kind of just like reminiscing on how they met him and how like even though they never found a guardian, they still found like some purpose. And uh, I kind of like yeah. that card for that kind of feel. Yeah, makes sense no, to me. I was just thinking the word purpose. And then I also just like, of course, the the fact that the card's called pressure. Just the fact that the traveler has kind of like opened up, like something new has definitely happened. Like we waited for four years for that traveler to do something, and then it just straight exploded with light. <laughs> so I'm sure the ghost can feel a little different. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. That's my take on that card. What about you, Elmas? Did you have a different thought on any of that? No, you pretty much hit it on the head. That's the fun thing about these cards, though. You kind of just got to use the context to figure out. Kind of like location. You know, Destiny doesn't always just give us a setting, timeline. <laughs> got to kind of... Right. They don't open up the up. scene with, like, a good description, explaining, like, no, no. oh, it's a late Tuesday afternoon in mid-April, and the weather's about 70 not. degrees as we stumble upon the tower. Hey, like, we would know so much more if they did, that. though. Just a timeline would be nice, honestly. <laughs> I just went on order of events. Which they're doing so much better with now, though. Right. Well, I'm that kind of person who needs to, like, binge-watch a series in order. Because I need the order of events, like, completely stated and, and put out for me. So yeah. I definitely, I definitely could use that little synopsis at the beginning. Well, and I, I'm able to... St- compartmentalize different stories so then it's like oh this is a prologue so the characters don't know this yet yeah, okay so that I makes this to... more interesting yeah I always have and to remind as myself far as, and as far as this card I mean they specifically talk about you know yeah they're in what remained of Tower North and it's after the speaker is dead so it's obviously after the Red War but we don't know how far after the Red War. Yeah. Yep, that's basically what I got out of it, too. So, It's definitely... The new cards are definitely... They give you enough that they do give you the setting and the time. Um, you know, because old Grimoire cards... The old timeline for D1 was just real difficult, so... I've enjoyed how <laughs> these new cards give you some information that, with a little knowledge and some investigation, you could get a lot from. Mm-hmm. Good card to start with. And... And some of it might like, even just boil down to, like, one or two words. Yeah, you're right. But that's also why you can miss a lot if you don't read them. All right. Well, then I guess we should move on to the next card. Yep.
Sounds good. All right. I will move on to Ghost Hunter. The speaker's warnings were clear. Always mind the light. If you feel it fraying, you've strayed too far. There are places even the traveler's light cannot reach. Now, here I am, lost in the shadowy pastiche known as the reef, and not a single tether of light touches me. But that, that is what my guardian wanted. His name is Cyril, and Cyril called himself, called me Strain. I found him on the far edges of Mercury, in a valley that the Vex transform, transformation had never reached. He seemed resilient, unwavering, old and wise. I'd searched so long for my better half that I didn't hesitate. I had considered but one moment more, I might have sensed how tired and burdened and tangled his soul truly was, and I would have left him in peace, and I would not be a murderer of my kin. Cyril told me we came to the reef in search of Awoken. He had heard stories of how this far-flung offshoot of humanity had returned to Seoul with unparalleled knowledge. He believed they had the answer to a question he refused to share. I know now, however, that he really came here to spare me. He confessed he could not bear another battle nor fight in the name of something no one could possibly understand. Though he could not remember his past, he knew deep down that he had already fought his last war. He couldn't kill me. I was his friend. He doesn't kill friends. He wouldn't kill himself either. That was cowardly. Weak. And if the ghost's sole purpose was to raise the dead, to kill in the name of unexplainable forces, he could no longer let that happen. He would end the cycle. He would spare his brothers and sisters in arms. He would let the dead rest. Years later, I saw Cyril again, clad in wretched-looking armor, dragging a chain of dead ghosts in the name of peace, still searching for an awoken who could answer the one question that had haunted him since his rebirth. If you are a ghost who has not yet found your chosen, let this be a warning. Cyril the Ghost Hunter will end your search for you. If you are awoken and perchance have the answer he seeks, please do not keep your secrets from him. Your life depends on it. Jeez. Sends shivers down my spine. That is insane. Like, I'm, like, reading through, like, I've never heard this, so I'm, like, listening, like, oh, like, he wants to just kind of be done, like, oh, that's so sweet, like, he's tired of war they're running away and fighting, together. and, and then, like, I was just like, oh, like, you know, they're taking their little separate, like, moment, and, like, they're separating, <laughs> and they're just gonna go on to live their life separately, but happy, and then it's like, I see him again, dragging dead ghosts, like, I'm just like, oh, oh, this is not, this is not go where I thought it was, plot twist, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he like, wanted even in the cycle. He was serious, Hunter, and I probably should have known what was coming. I, I didn't. Still, <laughs> kind of got me. It's like, wow, it, this just had a really dark turn, really quick. Like really, right? This is early on. Some he said something about, and I would not be a murderer of my kin. And so then I was like, okay, where is this going? And, like, I started questioning it, but then it sounded like it was going to this, like, little peaceful separation, and and then it showed me what he meant. And that was, like, I don't know, man. That was kind of depressing. I, I'm feeling a little somber here. I mean, these are, they're both sad. Some of them are a little sad, but they're not all sad. 
It was we we totally needed to we needed to break up these ghost stories into three podcasts. So yes, some of them tonight will be a little more somber. Yeah, yeah, it's in a similar vein to the I believe the first card of our first episode that I think I read about. We had that guardian who you know basically was slaughtering villages and getting people killed, and how his ghost chose not to res him. Well, now we have the example of a. A guardian who didn't want to fight, he wanted to end it. And when his ghost left him, he, you know, went on to use his last life to basically try to end the cycle or kill all the ghosts he could. He's kind of like, just reminds me of a, like, um, Dredge and Yor. Only he didn't kill his ghost, but same scenario. I just find it interesting that we have a lot of accounts of guardians who just decide that they didn't want to be rezzed and they never wanted to be a guardian so. but it's like it's cool if you decide you don't want to be rezzed but like how would you not make that decision for everyone for sure and i really want to know what the heck you're you know, looking for that awoken like it for. feels kind of to me like one of those like kind of like creepy psychopath episodes of like those weird you know criminal shows where somebody's like I can't love killing them. No off old people is like an no like angel of death kind of thing oh yeah, a little bit. Like, you know, or like mercy killings. Like, that's like, like, just like the really twisted thought that, like, you're doing it for them somehow. Or well, weird. kind of. Well, he was, I, I guess, in a way, he felt he was doing it for all the guardians who would never have to be rezzed as war machines. Because <laughs> you notice he's killing the ghosts, and he said that this cycle needed to end, basically, and that he didn't want to serve something that nobody could understand. So the ghosts are servants of the traveler. So in a way, he was trying to spare the lives of his brothers and sisters by destroying ghosts before they ever rezzed them to start with. He's definitely not yeah. all there, I would say, but it's an interesting topic. Well, and see, and see, the thing I've been picking up on is he's hunting for an Awoken with an answer to a question that he's not sharing. Yeah, I want to know what that question is. Right. Like, I'm... there's more to this story, but we're not getting the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, the only thing is, what does he say? Basically, he was interested in the Awoken, just, I think, of the fact that, you know, they're a co- weird combination of darkness and light. Maybe he wanted, maybe the Awoken just have some, I don't know, or at least he thinks the Awoken have some knowledge of the traveler that maybe normal people don't have. I am curious though if he truly knows something or if he's just all kind of twisted in the head. I hope we get more about that one. Yeah, I'm voting psycho. Oh, for sure, <laughs> but he still something might have dread drove him to that psychopathic tendency, you know? Yeah, that doesn't make murder acceptable. It's true. These innocent ghosts did nothing. They're just following literally their one and only purpose. Right? After last week's episode, how chipper and happy those ghosts were and how, like, motivated they were. Just, I know I'll find my guardian someday. Not if Cyril the ghost hunter kills you. Right? Uh, That's like... (laughs) That is the story you tell um, your ghost babies to keep them in line. Right? Be like, oh, if you don't behave. Ghost Hunter bees under your bed. Right. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 
It's like a really oh man murderous version of Elf on the Shelf, man. <laughs> All right, then I'm ready to move on. If you guys are dead ghost on a post, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Only this time. Elemis was chain. not ready to move on. He needed He's not. He to was the pun first. I needed the to gears get that were out. still turning, man. He was thinking. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Oh, all right. I'll be reading a card called The We Before Us. I remember the moment we were born. There was pain and loss and a feeling of falling. Was this the end? The shadows gathered, colored, bruised, purple, and gray in our fading consciousness. Our shell cracked and splintered. Parts of us were lost. Were carried away. We felt those wounds, jagged and sharp. We could feel them still, attached by a gossamer thin strand of understanding. We felt a garden with no blooms, a valley shrouded in gloom. We felt ourselves dying. We didn't want to go. Then there I was, separated from the whole. I could feel it shrink slipped back into itself, dim and unseeing. Knew it was waiting, resting, watching, considering. And I knew what I needed to do. Somewhere in this wide, amazing galaxy, there was a person. They were quiet and dead, like we had been. But I could bring them back. I could share what was inside of me, this glorious warmth and life and breath and being together that person and i would do what we the we before me could not i wrapped the spark that was me in metal and glass a tiny bit of something that reminded me of the home we had shared then i set out to find my person the keeper of my light there were so many people so many still Fragile things, decaying into dust, lost to memory. I touched each one, looking for something? A fragment of ember under the ash? I didn't find it. I know now that there is one person, only one, that is mine. I have been to many planets, seen things I never knew were possible, hid from monsters, Follow dreams. I have seen others of my kind. The other pieces that were once us. Their search is over. They are complete. Stronger. Braver. Because they found their counterpart. I am alone. I know you are still out there. That you're waiting for me. But it has been so long. And I am so. Very. Cold. I will rest here and think about us for a moment cold where we you very nice reading well, what do you think want to start us off Mrs. Ivan um I have a lot of thoughts <laughs> do you have Some any idea what's well? going on <laughs> So, yeah, like, I've got questions. So, basically... Why don't we start with this? What I'm gathering from this 
<clears throat> yeah, let's start with me falling flat on my face. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so basically all of the ghosts, it sounds like, are actually just kind of like little bubbles of light that covered themselves in their metallicness from wherever they originally came from. You're, you're on the right track. Which would be the Traveler. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he answered it for you. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, I know they come from the Traveler, but, like, where's the random, like, what, you just pulled metal off the Traveler? Or, like, is there metal below no. it? Like, No, you were right. They, It basically talks about how all the ghosts were all one inside the Traveler, and basically the Traveler it's split kinda off like, pieces of it. its light. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they made little... That's what Little they babies. Bloop. Yeah. Exactly. All right. And then they just kind of like had this stirring within them of an understanding that they needed to go find a person. And not just a person, but someone who was dead to res and then be their person. Yes. That brings up Like more that's a very specific understanding. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then, so last question, my understanding is that the U with the exclamation point means right there at the end of the card, he does find them. It would seem so. That's how I read it. All right, cool, because that's how I read it, and it just, you know, I liked it. All right, cool, so it's just giving us a little bit of the origin of the ghosts and everything, and that's what we're getting here. Okay, okay. I'm going to let you guys do the more technical discussion. Good work. Hey, you got all those points right. And it's, it's I mean, more I've of the origin. I mean, I've been around enough. I should, I should be getting things by now, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, and it's more of the origin of the ghost from the ghost's point of view. Yeah. It's like having a fully conscious baby talking about its birth. Yeah, that's creepy. So... Yeah, I was thinking, so if you start with the beginning there, obviously it talks about the pain and fading consciousness, and then it moves into our shell, cracked and splintered, parts of us were lost or carried away. We felt those wounds, and it talks about how they're still attached by a strand. Backstory, when the Traveler came into our solar system, there was just a lot of fighting, and the Traveler was damaged. That's why you look at it, it seems to have had, pe well, especially in D1, you saw it very damaged. It had pieces falling off. So I thought of this as basically the ghosts all basically as the Traveler. They felt pieces of them breaking away that they said they still could feel, though. You think about how we got p power from pieces of the Traveler in, uh, here in D2, how we got our supers back from a piece of the Traveler. And then I think of this as basically with, as we know, that with its last breath, the Traveler shot out the ghosts. So I think of this as basically the ghost being a one-joint just entity that was the Traveler, and as it was getting damaged in its last ditch, shot out all these ghosts. And of course, if you've paid attention to your ghost when you die, it's just this little spark, and all the little pieces of metal and stuff are floating around it. It basically opens up. So if you think about your ghost, and we also the fact that we have ghost shells, your ghost is just the little glowy orb. All that metal stuff that we think of as a ghost, that's just the that's the clothes. So, you know, pretty much. 
We have naked ghosts. And we buy them fancy outfits. That's what Destiny is. I mean, that's what at least Eververse is. It's, it's, that's what you do <laughs> with babies, too, so. You're right, see? But yeah, you were totally right. They really, it just, but I just thought it was cool also that this spark of light, one of the, like, first ghosts, just, it basically just made itself a, an outfit. But I also appreciated your explanation of, you know, like the falling pieces to really help show us, you know, when he's talking about our shell cracked and splintered, um, it helps me to like picture better what he's discussing there. Yeah, because um, an interesting fact that some people may have noticed who've played Destiny 1, but when you first started Destiny, um, you know, we were new guardians. We weren't the first ones, but um, the, the Traveler was still damaged. The Traveler was quite damaged. There were a lot of pieces missing off of it. And throughout all the DLCs, as we got new DLCs, if you kept looking up at the Traveler, uh, you would notice that it was slowly kind of healing. I mean, so by the time Gaul showed up, it, you know, was almost at least healed, which is also why I think why it didn't do anything for a long time. It might have been re, uh, you know, powering up. I think at this point it's kind of broken again, unfortunately, but well, it helped us for a little while. Now, see, the thing I keep, like, I'm I'm working my way through this this card. Mm-hmm. Like, it's starting out talking about how it's damaged. Yeah, and it it refers to the ghosts and the traveler as we. Yeah. And us. And, like, it's capitalized. We. And capitalized us. And capitalized our. So, it makes me think that it's literally just the Traveler. And it took some of its light and split it, you know, splintered it into the actual ghosts of themselves. And, the, so, I mean, it, there was... A, uh, line from the speaker about how the Traveler was damaged by its fight with the darkness. Yeah. Um, and this line was from like D1. And I, I don't have it right now. Um, but what if that original... Like, what if the Traveler was just laying dormant because of its fight with the darkness and the actual damaged part that we see is all the metal that the ghosts have actually... I mean, obviously, it wouldn't all be the ghosts taking metal, but what if a good portion of the damaged Traveler was ghosts taking metal and glass for their shells? Yeah, I was thinking... I never didn't necessarily think about that aspect as far as, the I guess, the physical materials being used. But yeah, I thought kind of felt something... Similar to the fact that the ghosts kind of maybe um, have been aiding in the healing of the Traveler. And actually, after you were saying that, I was reading the card over again, and it mentions that we felt ourselves dying. We didn't want to go. And that's what this happened. And it reminded me of the Traveler, like, basically the Traveler being destroyed by the darkness there. And before it could be destroyed, it cast off the ghost. I was thinking, what if it's not that the ghosts serve the Traveler, but the ghosts are the Traveler, and part of the reason why the Traveler's been dormant is because it literally, it's like split up all of its personality into these individual ghosts. 
And maybe it wasn't till Gaul trapped that light, taking it away from the ghost, that the Traveler kind of became whole for a short period of time. Uh, but yeah, you kind of got me thinking now. Like what We always think about what are the ghosts, but it almost makes it sound like the ghosts literally just either are pieces of the Traveler or as a whole they make up the Traveler. Like you can't have the Traveler without the ghosts. And going off of that thought, yeah, when Gaul trapped the Traveler, it forced all that light that it was, the Traveler was emitting to just focus inward, and it healed it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. I didn't really even think about it either. It wasn't until we were actually in the middle of like talking about this that I was like, huh. Our next part is the Watchfly. I've been peace. If my mother is not out here somewhere, if the guardian is not found, then the whole point is to be of value to the greater good. It's been cycles and told myself to be useful in any way possible. But, but it is moderate, I repeat, constant reminder. If I have no other, my actions are enough. If I have no other, I will become the hero I can find. It sounded noble at the time. Turns out, nobility is the kind of thing that places the well-intended in harm's way, and apparently, I'm fine with that. Maybe we all are. Maybe that's what makes us heroic, accepting risk at a consequence of doing what's right. I've been tracking fallen crew movements along the edge of the EDZ for some time, careful not to venture too deep into their territory. After all, I'm only one ghost, without a guardian, I'm no use in a fight, but I can watch and learn and report. I can find my own ways to combat the enemies of the light. All ghosts keep an eye out. We chronicle and share the highlights of our travels. It helps us and our charges navigate the frontier. Though the vast majority of these wild lands remain unexplored. The only difference between the ghost I am today and the ghost I used to be is my focus. Whereas I used to be driven solely by the need to find and sync with a guardian, I am now fully dedicated to spycraft, the art and execution of information gathering. And I am not alone. There is an entire network of ghosts like me. Should we find our others, we shall rejoice and shift our mission to serve as the right hands of the true warriors of the light. Until then, we move swift and quiet through the vast wilds of the frontier, scouting our enemies' movements and cataloging their every action so that the vanguard and others may better assess and confront the dangers beyond the last safe city. We are small, we are few, but we are brave and we are heroes. Link, an unconnected ghost, part of the vanguard covert spectral network. The spectral network. Uh, we had one card, uh, I believe it was during our first week, that it was an actual message from, like it was the last message of one of the ghosts from the Spectral Network. And this actually gave us clarification that the Spectral Network are ghosts who aren't partnered, and they're still finding ways to be useful rather than going out and just hunting for their guardian. And I like that. 
Yes, I definitely enjoyed the fact in this card uh, that it helped us to appreciate what in the world the Spectral Network was. And like you said, the fact that ghosts aren't just, well, some um, aren't just like running around just looking for their guardian all the time. But like ghosts like this being very proactive. The fact that they're out there, you know, ghosts can't really fight. Yeah, we had the uh, the card in week one of Ghost Stories that was basically, um, you know, exploring the, uh, I guess it was like an Archon's Forge, it sounded like, the area with the Fallen, trying to give information. Um, you know, with yeah. no defenses, no nothing to fight for it in there. So I can definitely say that, you know, and also the fact that the ghosts call the Guardians the true heroes. But I, I think ghosts like that deserve some pretty good credit, man. Yeah. I also like that she realizes, like, this is my purpose now, but I need to remember to not become so wrapped in it, wrapped up in it that, like, if I find my other... I am not ready and willing to take that position instead. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, if you ever wondered where we get all of our intel from, Zavala's just not, like, got a bunch of, like, cronies or, like, secretly leaving the tower to go investigate. We have a whole, like, network of ghosts out there just, like, rely, uh, relaying intel and stuff. So I think it's just a cool way of, you know, thing you don't really think about in the game. Where the heck do we get these missions from? Uh, well... Probably because the ghost gave the Vanguard a lot of the information that led to some of these. I found yep. the whole idea of the network really cool. Yeah, that one's pretty straightforward, I suppose, though. Um, I have nothing else to add. Okay. I'm going to jump into the next card, Into the Fray. You're going to jump into the fray? <laughs> she wasn't ready, but I had no choice. The Cabal Mining Rig was set to scorch the earth and then churn the soil to get at whatever they were after underneath. Problem was, my guardian, the one I'd spent a very long time looking for, was lying dormant in their path. A lifeless husk in need of a wake-up call before her remains were atomized and I was left for eternity without my chosen. That I'd found her seconds before the Red Legion survey team arrived was unfortunate. But I had to do what I had to do. Some risks, after all, are worth taking. It was now or never. And besides, there's no timing like bad timing. I opened myself up to the Traveler's Gift and enveloped her in light just as the mining rig settled. My new guardian gasped and sat up crying out as if waking from a nightmare. Not good. The ball security team was on us quick. Their slug shots rang out. Before she could take a second breath, my guardian was dead. Again. I spun and hit her with another scan as the rig warmed its burners. The cabal released their war beasts on us. My guardian was up as the ground heated and the war beasts charged. She was confused, as was to be expected. Run! Now! I tried to warn her, incite her to move, but she just looked around, dazed, confused. Then she saw the beasts. Instinct, as it turns out, is a compelling motivator. She was up in a flash, sprinting away from the rig's burners and away from 
the gnashing teeth that were quick on her heels. As soon as she cleared the rig, the cabal opened fire. And here's where risk became reward. My guardian didn't flinch, didn't cower. Instead, she got angry and aggressive. This long-dead woman was back among the living for only a moment, and already she was one with war. I wonder, perhaps, if that's what makes humanity the perfect weapon, if that's what makes it a force worthy of concern. Not my place to say, though what came next gave me pause and more than a hint of pride. My guardian charged the nearest cabal, a creature of war she had never seen, a hulking brute in thick plated armor. She docked and dodged, left to right, and back again to avoid slugfire. A war beast lunged, clamping its jaw on my guardian's forearm. She yelled. The cabal laughed. The other war beasts closed in. Then, my guardian, this woman only just reborn in the light, grabbed the beast clamping down on her arm by the hind legs, lifted and brought her entire weight down on the creature's spine, knee first. The sound, cracked bone and a sudden sharp yelp, caused the other beasts to halt and the cabal to quell their laughter. She resumed her charge. No hesitation. The beast's limp body was still locked on her arm. She pulled it free. I could hear the flesh tear, but she did not flinch. Instead, she closed the distance, rushing the cabal. The beast held tight in her good arm's grip. The cabal raised his weapon, but too late. The other beasts charged as my guardian pummeled the legionary with the corpse of his pet. It was brutal, swift. I issued a warning as the war beasts lunged, but it didn't matter. She already had the cabal's slug thrower in hand. What followed, I am reluctant to recount in full. She was new then, awakened into a world of sudden, fierce violence. All I will say is that I am here, and my guardian is near, and somewhere deep within the EDZ, there is ground still darkened with the stain of cabal blood. Tam, a ghost recounting his guardian's resurrection. I had a hard time getting through that without laughing. Because, so I, was, I could feel your excitement. Because, like, oh, I love this card. This card is amazing. <laughs> it's literally a public event. I know. I think of the one right it's, there in a... In the Winding Spawning. Cove on the EDZ. Yeah, the Winding Cove, yep. Yes, it is that public event, but this yep. is... Look for like, blood spatter. But, like, this is the Guardian's first, like, moments alive, you know, in, in their second life. So she's confused as all get out. And she's rezzed in the middle of a public event. Like... She's, it's just, oh my god. It's a very intense card, yeah, I feel you there. Like, I just love how she's like, frantic, oh, you're dead. Oh, I have to run away, oh, you're dead. 
you know, and just like eventually, just like when she figures out what's going on, she just gets pissed. Oh, and yeah, that's totally and a even, good choice too. And it's not even that that she understands what's going on. It's more of like she died and she got pissed. Yeah. That's it. I feel that way too when I die, but I don't come back as good as she does. <laughs> yeah, you come right? back really intense though. You start cussing <laughs> at everything in sight. Well, that's because there's a lot of bitches in sight, man. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, this is a great card. I love it. It's so intense, man. I just love how the Cabal are just like laughing. Like, haha. This poor, useless person. And then it's like, oh, crap. They think we've pissed her off. It's like... He literally says he was, she was beating him with his pet. Jeez. Yeah, you know, I loved that. She was beating the cabal with his dog. It's insane. And, oh, and like, I love how the cabal are laughing about it. And then there's that turning point. Like, she just lets the rage take over. Exactly. At this point, this Guardian doesn't even have a class. This Guardian doesn't even have a subclass. None of that. Yeah, you can't get much fresher than that. <laughs> yeah. From corpse to combat. Mm. Slow <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, we've had a lot of cards about Guardian. I mean, a ghost picking bad Guardians, but I like this one. Picked an awesome guardian, and I love how, like, to this day, still <laughs> just as intense. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I love that uh, somewhere in the D EDZ, there's the ground still darkened with the stain of cabal blood. Take a look in the Winding Cove next time you're there. Mm -hmm. I would love it if they put, like, little, like, in-game markings for some of the lore pieces and be like, I know this place! Right. I read about this in a book. That would be amazing. Awesome. That would be awesome. We can dream. One day. One day. <laughs> All right. Well, then, I shall move on if Elamist is feeling composed enough. I am. I am. All right. It is a very good card. It is very good. Then I will move on to Struck by Wonder. I look upon them, and I am struck by wonder. All they do, all they endure. Not a single one asked for this life, this second chance. And when they woke, when the light hit their eyes, in that first instance, upon their return, they were welcomed into a broken world. Yet, they stand, time and again, against odds unsurmountable, in defiance of all who would see therein. Such determination, such pride, such fire, love, joy, hope, fear, lust, such powerful will, strong enough to carve the promise of new tomorrows across the barren landscapes of yesterday. It inspires, from the smallest victory to grandest of conquest. I've seen it all. The raising of the first walls, the bravery of six fronts, the desperation at Twilight Gap, the war with the devils, the taming of the wolves. I've seen Iron Lords rise and fall, witnessed the last cycle of dark ages, and cheered as new triumphs gifted all with the promise of renewed hope. Our return to the moon and Mars, the pruning of the garden, 
and the defeat of high royalty. Even Gaul and his armies, so many threats, so many challenges, yet our guardians stand, humankind persists. They are touched by the light, but no longer do I see it as a gift. Instead, it is their courage, their strength, their humanity that has been, in truth, the greatest gift, their greatest weapon. This thought brings me joy and a bit of peace amid so much chaos, and I find myself asking, often and with great anticipation, where to next? Observations of a ghost named Kaiser in on Guardian Inspiration. I like it. Acknowledging all the crazy stuff we've been through. I like how this card mentions, like, not only the stuff that we haven't personally taken part in as characters, but then it goes on to, like, talk about all of our triumphs. Yeah. Did you know we pruned like, a garden there, Mrs. Ivan? Grab your shears. Um, sorry, we I lost was you. reading something. Asleep? No, I was... I was looking at something. I I heard you say my name, but I didn't fully understand what you just said. I was I was looking back through the text. <laughs> All right. So, no, I just I liked this one because I found it. Um, sorry, what I was looking at to explain myself. Uh, <laughs> I like it because compared to the ones with um, and like our more somber ones, our sad ones. You know, they, they talk about, like, ghosts that misuse or mistreat this or, you know, maybe ghosts that have gone a little crazy. Like, they were all just, like, they were sad, but, like, well, this one might be more serious. It's it's almost, like, celebratory. You know, the ghost, the ghost wants yeah. to fight alongside this guardian because the way they see this guardian, you know, fight and use their courage and their strength and, you know, I... I just I really like this one because it's it just shows somebody using it properly and their ghost being just so excited because they have this opportunity to kind of stand with them. And this is an observation of really all guardian inspiration. I fig I find, you know, this ghost talks about our guardians. So uh, just talking about how all the crazy stuff that the guardians have successfully done and how they're encouraged to do more. Yeah, I took this as, you know, inspiration from all Guardians. Um, and there's a lot of our accomplishments, you know, a lot of our triumphs there. You know, our return to the moon and Mars. Um, you know, the pruning of the Garden, the defeat of Hive Royalty, even Gaul and his armies... You know, it, that's all us. And it's just, yeah. it, it's like Mrs. Hyven said, it's celebratory of us. And I like it. Makes me feel good. It's a, an uplifting card. We're doing good as Guardians, man. Someone appreciates us. <laughs> right. Well, you want to... Carry us on to the next card there, Mrs. Ivan. Oh, it is me next, isn't it? Oh, it is wait. indeed. See, we labeled them, and now it's so simple, I'm not even remembering when it's me. That's sad. All right. The next one is Protector of Ghosts. 
and I'm going to preface it by saying it appears to be a letter, so when I read the beginning of it and sound just an odd, a bit odd, that's why. It looks like a letter or a message of some sort. So, from Micah 10 to Tallulah Fairwind. Category, five sat bounce. Priority, three. Hello, old friend. I have a knack for finding hunters. Another of my little pack has found her partner, a human male, and now the two of them are coming to you by watercraft over the Pacific. Keep an eye on this one, Tulu. He has taken the name Andal Brask, and I believe he will be trouble. Perhaps all this travel has made me sentimental, for when one of my ghost wards finds their guardian, I am sad because my pack grows smaller. I miss them when they are gone. Now I am down to one ghost other than my own. Pup, we call him, the runt of my metallic litter. Pup has yet to speak, but always his little blue eye searches for his guardian. I plan to resupply at the Cosmodrome and then take Pup north. Those steps are uncharted territory, except by that lone wolf, Connor. My correspondence with him is regular in the outbound direction. I consider myself lucky when he answers every fifth message. Still, you and I both know his intel is good. No one else knows old Russia like he does. Perhaps in the Cosmodrome, I will find a ship capable of breaking atmosphere. Though there is much on this earth I have yet to see, I have come across more than a few ghosts who believe their guardians are off-world, waiting in the Golden Age ruins of Freehold and Ishtar and beyond. Some of these little lights have decided to brave the null on their own to reach their fated partners. I tell them there's still so much of Earth we've yet to sniff out, that perhaps their guardians have not yet been born. But some of them are convinced. If my next ghost pack wants to make the journey, I am determined to join them. These last few months, we've enjoyed the perhaps of Cyrus. Now I feel more confident that we lost him in Australia. If he tries to hurt my ghost, I will rip his throat out. I hope you're not feeling too cooped up. You're still going, doing good work, Tulu. And as they say, better you than me. Your faithful den mother of ghosts, Micah 10. Very nice. Well, we have an interesting card here then. I like the idea of a, that a guardian is taking the time to help ghosts find their own guardians. Yeah. And I, I love how early in the message she's like, yeah. Um, my, my, one of my ghosts found a hunter. Goes by the name of Andal Brask. He's going to be trouble. And I love yep. the fact that he is, he really is, is trouble. Well, was. Andal Brask. Andal Brask was Cade's mentor slash partner, kind of, in crime, so you can imagine. <laughs> was difficult. He also was a Vanguard member at, at a point. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I like this card, because, like, I like the way she refers to the one that she has as Pup and the rent of my metallic litter. Because the way it reads, it totally does yeah. read like 
like I read this, so you know we have we have a dog, Hyven and I, and I read this kind of almost from the perspective of the breeder we got her from, because I like could totally see her like feeling like this about her little babies and everything, and so like it totally it does it reads like that like den mother or that like watcher of this little litter kind of thing. Yep. Right. Her her little ghosts are all growing up and moving off. Yeah, they're like they're finding their their people, their others, you know. Yeah, I like this too. This must have been really early on too, because they're talking about like just now, like finally leaving Earth, maybe to go like look for their guardians. So that was a cool idea too. Yeah. Early on, or even the fact that uh, saying that some of the ghosts need to be patient because their guardians aren't even born yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. And yeah, it, it's early on because the Cosmodrome isn't on quarantine. Well, it's true. Um, just resupply it. Yeah, and I mean the ob. Uh, there's an obvious clue here. It's addressed to Tallulah Fairwind. Yeah, that's a long time too. Three <laughs> vanguards ago. Four. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Well, because it was just Cade now. And then before that, it was Andal. And before that, I think it was Tallulah. Yeah. I think so. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For a long time. Guardians live for a long time, so we can imagine how long three different vanguards could have lasted. Well, in the same... Or couldn't have lasted. On, yeah. on that note, I mean, we tend to go through hunter vanguards fairly often. Usually when they get killed, though. Because they do something stupid. That's what oh, yeah. And, yeah, and they get themselves stuck basically as the vanguard until they can trick someone else to take over it or die. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially hunters don't play well when they're cooped up. And they don't play well ever. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> but like. Hunters don't like being cooped up. And being a Vanguard mentor means that they have to sit in the tower and give orders. So oftentimes they'll just take side missions or they'll make dares that, you know, oh, hey, you have to go kill this one, you know, enemy of ours. And it usually doesn't end well for them. Um, Hunters are kind of the the drunk guys who think, oh, hey, I can go do this. Hold my beer and watch this. Right. <laughs> I could totally take down this Kel. Watch me. Hold my beer. I love yeah. that, though. He's like, I have, a, my, my, I have a knack for finding hunters. Apparently they found a lot of them. <laughs> I find that odd, but hey, we do have a well, lot of hunters out there. They seem prevalent. And see, I think this is the writers getting meta <laughs> about how there's too because many hunters. A lot, lately. Of, a lot of people play hunter because it's the cool subclass or it's the cool class. Yeah, and it's like yeah. I mean, they even yeah. stand with a sassy hip hop. So yeah, true. They're a little yeah. sassy. I also liked in the card they tied back in. Cyril, the ghost hunter, 
and how it would make sense that the ghost hunter would be basically trying to track a guardian who was leading around a crapload of ghosts. So that's an interesting job to have. Basically, I also keep... find it and also maybe why he was doing it to keep these little ghosts I also find it safe. interesting, though, that it helps us get a glimpse more into his timeline as well, showing how far back it was, you know, that he's yeah. done. Yeah, and that's how we get information about the timeline. We really got to connect those dots. So good point. Mm -hmm. So now we know the ghost hunter was active during Tallulah Fairway Wind's time. Or before that. But yeah. Yeah. At least into. At least then, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. But it's kind of nice and warm. Again, another card that sounds just like our last one was talked about how nice guardians were. Now we have the little, the thought of a, the den mother of ghosts, this kind guardian leading around these poor little ghosts just to find their own guardians. So nice. I'm usually just like testing weapons and shooting stuff in my free time as a guardian, so much <laughs> better time used. Step up your game, man. <laughs> yeah. Start looking for random ghosts. All right. I'm going to take this card. It's called Batteries Not Included. What follows are simple things. Use each as needed. Use each as you will. These are not your strength, but they may bolster your might when the weight of expectation falls down upon thee. When the wars rage around you, find your peace. The light is not of you, and you are not of the light, and yet you are one. Give of yourself, and you will find that you fear is missing. You are a hammer. You are a shield. Know the difference. Know yourself. Trust is a weapon. Handle with care. The burden is not yours alone, no matter the burden. Should darkness call, answer true, and it will shrink from the light. Wear your confidence with pride, but know it is a tool, not a weapon. Be mindful of the joy found in victory. It is earned, but should never be the aim. For all you will see, all you discover, never lose the gift of curiosity. The darkness would bend you to its will, but the light bends to yours. Failure is an opportunity to learn. If the bones talk, do not listen. I am your guide and your friend, your ally and your tool. Use me. I will never leave you. But should I fall, remain vigilant, remain true. This isn't the whole of my life advice, but it's something. We'll add more as we go along. An unknown ghost's life advice for an unknown guardian. Read. Sorry for taking that from you, but it was just, I read it a little bit beforehand, and I'm like, oh, I like that. <laughs> it, I just felt very sentimental about it. Mm, no problem, man. Feel free, anytime you have a car that you feel passionate about. Well, what about it did you like specifically? Give us some of your highlights. Well, like, I could see this... <sighs> It's kind of like a father talking to a son, or at least that's how it felt to me. 
you know, yeah. passing Something wisdom that. on. Yeah. Even though that's yeah, not the actual relationship that guardians and ghosts have, it that it's how it read to me. I mean, yeah, it's kind of think about cool too, like how long ghosts sometimes are around before they meet their guardian, or how many other ghost and guardian, you know, combos they meet on the way to finding their guardian. So, I mean, he could potentially really have that kind of life advice and wisdom to give his guardian. Um, you know, if he's kind of been around the block before. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, I always think about, like, ghosts and guardians finding each other. They're both starting off, like, brand new, right? But you got to remember, you you as a guardian, you've been dead. While your ghost's been around for, like, hundreds of years, you know, just, like, learning. It's like an old man passing down his knowledge. Mm -hmm. I just wish our like... ghost was a little bit less annoying half the time. <laughs> <laughs> I want this ghost. This ghost seems awesome. Right. right. But it's like your ghost literally could have been around since before you were born, during your lifetime, and then you died. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, he literally could have been around for longer than you, like, were even alive. It's true. It's possible. You know, one thing I noticed out of this could mean nothing, but if the bones talk, do not listen. That is my oh, yeah. advice. Oh, yeah. That's, that's... Mm, that's pointed right at the Ahamkara. Right, that's exactly what I thought. There was a couple points in here that were like very pointed, and I was like, that is one, that is good advice. It's all right. Yes. There's one line in here, and as I read it, I thought of it as a pun, and then I was like, no, no, it's not meant that way. Trust is a weapon. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. You can totally use it as a weapon. <laughs> That's why it says handle with care right after. Trust is a weapon. Handle with care. <laughs> Literally. I like that hand it's cannon. It's a hand cannon. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like it. It's like good advice, good advice. Name some other good ones. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not what, it, not, not what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Let bygones be bygones. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh my gosh, now we're about to get into crap loads of Destiny fans. I, we, we'll be here all night. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm all about Don't want this Destiny to escalate. That, that is the protocol. Uh, yep, that's the protocol. Uh, oh, bam, I set it up. And he, there are I, so I can many just times see, happening tonight. I could just see all these bad go. omens. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't even. Now all I'm doing is trying to think of puns. I need to stop. Go figure. While we're behind. You know, he really, <laughs> he really did. He's on a roll. Oh, oh I God. can tell. And he's very proud of himself, too. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's the last card. We can end on yep. that note. That was the last card of 2018 for us. Yep, yep. You're right. We finished off Ghost until afterward. I know. That was the it. The it. That was it. The last card for the year, guys. Yeah, and I guess we should specify that because if you look at a calendar and you know our bi-weekly or, you know, every two-week schedule, you're probably thinking... That doesn't make sense, but we will not be doing one on the 22nd. Taking a little and break. And that's because 
we want to, you know, take time for our families and friends. And not that yep, shout out you guys to, uh, aren't Sean friends Jones. for us. Whoop, whoop, Sean Jones. Don't even know if he listens, but uh, getting married on the twenty second, pretty big deal. Yep. yep. But <laughs> he better listen now, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Right? He now that I'm throwing shade his way. <laughs> I'm always throwing uh, shade Sean's way, but uh, but no, yeah. So no, that's where Hyven and I will be, and also, like he said, we're making some time for friends and family, and come on back to y'all in 2019. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, we'll be coming back with with a whole new name, New Year's resolutions to make the podcast better, more All organized. <laughs> Ooh, and get our names. Twitter page. Yeah. yeah so. We're going to have a couple social media outlets. To... Yeah. We're going to start out with Twitter. Get the podcast Go rolling. There. So, yep, 2019, we're looking out for some changes. You know it. Yep. We're going to add some new features and some hopefully some high-quality podcast. <laughs> yeah, and... um. I believe LMS when he posts this podcast, or shortly after, there'll be a a, a poll. We're actually going to put up a poll of some name options, so y'all can help us choose that as well. Yep, yep, that should be up yep. at some point. Going to try to we're going to sort out a couple options and give a nice maybe a top three or so. Have some voting yeah, on your favorites. I figured we'll get something a little less. Descriptive of what we're doing. Yeah. Something Maybe a little, a little bit more, more punny since we've been so punny today. Right? We might have to add things now after all this. Oh my gosh, yeah. Sound a little bit less like we're about to do an airport security check too. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. That is true. <laughs> I wonder how many people who look up our podcast or I should say look up for things about like flight and they find us. They're like, ooh, what's this? Okay. Right? All those the people out there that are looking for... for a TSA podcast, they're so disappointed. Right, that probably sends a lot of people away. People are like, we don't we, we don't want to deal with the TSA. Like, right? But wait, there's more. They're like, wait, is this podcast TSA <laughs> approved? I can bring this on the plane? Exactly. Here we go. Sponsored <laughs> by United Airways. Right. Oh, my. Oh, God. Well, on that note, I think it's about time to head out. Yep. It is. Although I think I just had one more pun right there. Oh, I did. (laughs) But I'm, I'm, nope. 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 I'm good. All right. You're not going to get the last pun of 2018 in? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Nope. I'm good. All right. All right. (laughs) Well, maybe you'll get in 2019, folks. Oh, I'm getting the first pun of 2019, <laughs> definitely. <me>. All right. <laughs> Time to think about it. I'm going to go look through uh, all of Destiny's weapons and start working out some puns. And with that being said, from all of us, have good night and happy holidays. <laughs>